to the KBB Review Podcast. I'm your host as always, Andy Davis, and this is episode 9 of season 3. Now after last week's heat wave, the rain is now hammering down on the roof of the loft today, so I've gone from experiencing being inside an oven to being inside a dishwasher. Although, technically of course, it's like being inside a Tupperware box inside a dishwasher, but you get my weak and needlessly extended point. Excellent episode this week as I have an interview with a retailer who is not only one of the biggest independents in the UK, but also one of the most consistently impressive, and that's Kitchens International in Scotland. They've just been acquired by James Donaldson and Sons, so we'll hear all about that from brand director Paul O'Brien. And we'll also hear about their plans to seriously do bathrooms and to extend their showroom network out of Scotland and into the rest of the UK. We also find out about their lockdown experience and how Paul sees the market going forward. So it's all really insightful stuff for one of the best retailers out there, so don't miss it. But first... It's another shameless Taylor's Media plug for the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2021. Seats and tables are selling out fast for our new venue, the incredible Liverpool Cathedral. The event is on September the 15th and it's going to be the first major post-lockdown industry event so you can't afford to not be there. Go to kbbreview.com forward slash awards for all details. Some big news out of Scotland this week as one of the biggest independent kitchen retailers in the UK, Kitchens International, was acquired by James Donaldson and Sons. It's a bit of a surprise move for them, but what does it mean for staff and suppliers and customers? I'm very pleased to say that joining me down the line is brand director Paul O'Brien. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon, Andrew. Nice to speak to you. How are you, sir? I must, I should say, before we get going, that we're actually recording this on Thursday afternoon and the England-Scotland game is tomorrow night for us. So we don't... Everyone who listens to this will know what the result was and whether all the goalposts have been ripped down, but we don't know. So we're going we're gonna to keep out of it for now. Indeed. With everything that's going on, the Scotland-England game is the most important topic that we have to discuss. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. Right. So look, thanks, thanks for sparing us a bit of time. There's a lot going on there, obviously. We'll come to the acquisition in a minute. But I think Kitchens International is a very well-known name uh, in the kitchen... Uh, KBB market, but give us a brief overview of the company and really an idea of the scale of it for those that might not know. So KI was established in 94 with myself and Jerry Watson, my co-director and business partner. From a, a two-man start, we have now grown the business into a strong team of 80 people with six branches across Scotland. Our business is in the high-end sector of the, the marketplace and we work with Retail clients, retail consumers. We have a contracts division dealing with premium developers and and builders. And we also have a commercial division which deals with the commercial sector, including hospitality. And soon, as no doubt we'll discuss, moving into bathrooms, bedrooms and another array of fitted interiors. Yeah, and it's so, so it is a really substantial operation. So look, you've been acquired by James Donaldson and Sons. Uh, so give us a brief outline of the actual deal that's gone ahead here. What's the timelines of it? What's the timescales of it? How is it actually all going to work? The deal is now through. Um, we've made an announcement to the, um, well, initially staff were, were obviously number one with regards to our communication. Subsequently, we've now communicated to our supply chain, to the industry and the sector, and obviously the outside um, world with regards to the, the interiors and to the building trade from, from Donaldson's side. So it, it really came about. Uh, it wasn't something we are, were expecting at all. Jerry had been speaking to Andrew, who's the CEO of the Donaldson Group, in a, a business seminar. Andrew had expressed uh, admiration for, for the KI brand and for the business that we had. 
and it was keen to get into the fitted interiors and the, the kitchen and bedroom and bathroom sector. And subsequently, KI became the, the vehicle that he would like to have made that decision. He wanted to, to grow the business further than it currently is. I mean, James Donaldson and Sons, it's effectively a, a timber. You know, they're based on a timber merchants, aren't they, effectively? Although that, that's really oversimplifying what it is they do. No, it is indeed, Andrew. Its history is, is in timber. It's a 160-year-old business, um, sixth generation, um, but predominantly in timber, sawmilling, manufacturing. Um, although more recently they have had a, an acquisition trail where they've looked to or have acquired um, some other businesses in the interior sector. But again, obviously CMKI has been the, the sort of premium end. Yeah, it's a really interesting move for them given given their background. But from your point of view, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but why now? You know, was was, was looking for, you know acquisition something that you had in mind for a while? Was it in the back of your heads? Or was, it, or was this just too good an offer to turn down? I think it's not just... Why now? I think it's why. As, as obviously shareholders of a, a business, we are always are considering, you know, what is our exit strategy? Most business owners will understand this when I say it becomes the decision that is at the bottom of the pile because other business matters end up happening before it. But we always, we always look at the why to do the KI rather than how we go about doing it. And the why was just right. It was absolutely best, best for our business. We, we kind of hit a level capacity that in our sector is high, but but nonetheless, I actually think we were actually in some ways not progressing as as much as we we were capable of doing. So with regards to acquisition, it brings a a larger infrastructure into business. It brings a more robust infrastructure into the the company. And really, the the key to it is opportunity. I mean, for you, though, let's just touch on you and Jerry personally, because you started this thing up many years ago, as you said, yeah, this is this is in your blood, Ki, isn't it? And you've had to sort of hand the keys over to someone else. Although clearly you're still you're still in there. Um, how do you feel about it? You know, personally. Really excited. Actually, uh, one of the challenges that, and I've shared this with you before, and with with other people in the sector, one of the biggest challenges of of being a kind of principal and owner of a business is we wear so many different hats. We are shareholders. We're directors in the business. We're employees in the business. We're colleagues of the people that we work along beside. And again, go back to sometimes to actually have the time to make decisions as a shareholder owner in the business is actually quite quite difficult. So in some ways, I really see the future being exciting. Obviously, we've had the opportunity to get a return off the investment that we put into the business for 25 years. But our commitment and our energy is as high and as, and as vibrant now as it's ever been. I think the word you're looking for, Paul, is ka-ching. Uh, what? But look, I mean, I know I know you're not in this for the money. I know that's not how how you you and Jerry approach this, and never have. But what does this mean then for you know the employees, your suppliers, your customers? Will they notice any difference? Yes, yes, I know. So from from an employee perspective, absolutely. Um, succession is is one of the things that you you know that I'm really really keen on. We have a, a, a management team in the business that's virtually progressed its way through the company. With regards to the, the new opportunities that will arise, with regards to new marketplaces that we're going to um, target, there'll be opportunity for the staff within the business, a chance for them to develop more and, and, and to grow further in, in the company. Clients, uh, I, I would say, but again, moving into new sectors, there's a diversity of products that we can offer them. And I think also because of the infrastructure that we now have behind us, there's, there's further opportunity for new technology and, and improvements with regards to how we take care of our clients and the experience we put them through. 
I suppose one of the things that people always worry about when companies that are built on a very personal service, which I think KI is, that they lose a little bit of identity when they get uh, dissolved into a larger group. Is, is, is that something you have at the front of your mind? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hence, hence going back to the, you know, why, why we've, we've done what we've done, the Donaldson's group culture and the whole values of the business are absolutely in alignment with that of KI. It's something that, that was absolutely key to us making that transition and that, that big decision. And again, for the years to come, hopefully our influence will still be in the business that we can make sure that the service is not going to be dissipated. In fact, it will be increased and enhanced by the by this merger and the business will come through. Now, you're talking about new markets there, other markets. James Donaldson operates across the whole of the UK. Does this mean that Kitchens International is finally going to go international and, and go outside of Scotland? Are we going to see KI showrooms in England? I think the short answer would be yes. Right. Okay. That's a definitive answer. Have you got anywhere in mind? No. No, it, it's actually, I think it, it's, it's a strategic growth would be the, the, the key to this. We absolutely, what we've been through with regards to the group and, and how, how seamless they've, they've made the experience, uh, I would absolutely recommend it for people if they're interested in, in the sector that they, they do want to get involved with the KI brand and feel that their business might be, might be um, aligned to what we're doing to, to speak to us. Because it's, it's definitely now something that, that we, we will look to expand expand our marketplace further than it currently is. So do you mean acquiring existing businesses there or starting up places from scratch? Both, Andrew. Do you therefore still consider yourself an independent retailer? It's a really good question and I've thought about it. So yes, yes would be my, my feedback on it. We don't we don't manufacture ourselves. We, we have the flexibility and the autonomy to make decisions as to who we deal with and the acquisition is not for us to then start dealing with other businesses within the group. And KI are very much their, their own independent company and therefore are, are still free to make make choices and decisions within the context of, of Kitchens International. So yes, I, I do still class as an independent and, and all the the culture of, that comes with that, you know, we, we, we class ourselves as a, an independent company with an interdependent culture. And I certainly think that will be the way forward for us. We we know we need key suppliers and key people to work with to be able to do what we what we need to do. Voice thought independence is a state of mind rather than a, an official classification. One of the things that was that was really pleasing for us as part of this process was was the fact that the Donaldson Group had acquired us because of our brand. You know, we, we don't we, we're not a business that's had a, a, a high tangible asset business, but we but the thing that mattered most to us was their their appreciation of of the culture in our business, the the people in our business, um, and the way we go about doing what we're doing. Um, and I think that's 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 testimony to everybody in the business that we've managed to build ourselves to a stage where people acknowledge that and and it has a value. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to, to watch what you do next and where where you're going to pop up next. So I think we'll all be watching for that one. Look, let's talk now if we can, Paul, about some wider issues if that's okay. Because Ki is obviously a big, very successful retailer, and I think obviously there's a lot going on at the moment. You might have seen the news. So I think it's always interesting to get that perspective on the market. So look, very simply, how is business for you at the moment? It's busy. I think everybody in the, in the sector, I'm assuming regardless of the position in the marketplace, will be busy just now. It's across all, all our different branches and across the different market sectors that we operate in. And how busy is it compared to, quote-unquote, a normal year? But I think because of the, the obviously lockdown restrictions, we're having to condense more work into a, into a shorter period. So from a, an operational perspective, it creates its challenges. 
because obviously to try and logistically supply, deliver, install um, the projects that we need to do in a, in a more condensed time frame is, is challenging. From an inquiry level, it's busier than normal. I wouldn't say crazily busier, but at front end of a business, but it is, it is busier than we normally would be. We're hopefully on the final stretch of this roadmap. We hope whenever that date actually turns out to be. But what is your lockdown story for KI? You know, you're a very process-driven business. You know every detail of everything that's happening all the time. That's one of the things that's always been impressive about you. But you, you had to suddenly change gear, as everybody else did. What were the highs and lows of it all for, for you that the last 18 months? <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say which lockdown you're referring to. <laughs> um, the second one's been more challenging than the first one. Right. Um, right. I'll say that first time round because of the whole business really um, had to go into lockdown. In, in some ways, we just had to deal with what we had to deal with. But second time round there, we, we had still an, a part of our business, which was construction, which was still operational. And, and it made it more difficult to try and work with that challenge of capacity and, and, and kind of studios, retail studios being closed, but the construction side of the business being open um, made it a lot more difficult from a logistics point of view. Highs, I can't think of many of them. I mean, apart from the, the cultural side, I think the camaraderie that, that was shown during the lockdown period was just was fabulous. We had people collating together, supporting each other, communicating well, and that that was really that was a fantastic thing. Our clients are also were very were very understanding and very appreciative of the efforts and help that we that we went to to try and get them, even in some cases, a temporary kitchen. Right, and how about issues with supply and products and things? How have you coped with that? Again, it's, it's been challenging. Our, our supply chain, again, based on our relationships and based on us working really closely together, have, have done everything we possibly can to meet the demands and requirements that we've got. Like everybody, we've had to deal with the, the, the lack of supply materials. But but I actually, I, I think in some ways, Andrews, these are lows. I actually think in, in, in some ways that the real issue that, that we've kind of felt is that the impact, the mental health of, of people, I actually think is the, the bigger more concerning legacy of what we've been through, making sure people are being looked after the cultural side of our business again. I think that's that's something that's that's still got to, a long way to go. And do you think the experience of lockdown has helped or hindered your decision to to sell up? It probably had a, an impact with regards to our decision at the early stages of lockdown. We were pretty brave to ourselves as a, as a board of directors. We, we really realised that we needed to diversify. We needed to extend our offering. You know, we had no idea how we were going to come out of, of the, the lockdown situation. As everybody knows, it's not as, as severe as what might have been feared to start with. But at that point, we had made the decision to, to diversify into different interiors. So, so in some ways, it's probably helped us with regards to making the decision to then quicken our growth strategy through the, the GDS group. Now, one of the things that you've always been is very people-focused. You've talked about that already a little bit. You know, you always take training, apprenticeships, personal development, team building, all those things very, very seriously. And I think that's one of the things that underpins the brand, as you as you quite rightly describe it. What do you think this whole experience has taught you? What have you learned about yourselves that you know, you'll take forward permanently when, when hopefully, fingers crossed, it's all over? I think, I think resilience. I actually think we're a more resilient brand and collective than possibly even I, I realised. Um, and, and you re- never really get the opportunity to measure that until you actually go through some adversity. And in some ways, necessity being the mother of invention, we, we actually took a very proactive approach at the start of lockdown. We, As a, as a board of directors, I, I think we worked as 
hard and as professionally as we possibly could to navigate our business through lockdown. And out of that, I actually think it, it, we, we learned the value of brand and we also learned the value of our brand values. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but we, we have key values that we, that we hold strong and we had to challenge ourselves through what was a very tough period. So I actually think our, our brand and our business is stronger because of what we've been through. Now, you're saying it's really busy at the moment. Obviously, you're really busy or busier than normal. There's still supply chain issues and things. How are you coping with that demand? You're the brand director. Marketing falls under you. Are you still marketing? Are you still pushing that brand out there? Or or are you rolling it back a little bit to try and not create too much demand that you can't cope with it? Again, it's a little bit of both. Um, We've continued on our our, our communication with regards to our kind of integration and speaking to our clients and, and communicating with our clients. So our social media's continued, our advertising, press advertising um, has, has kind of eased off a little bit. Um, we're still advertising digitally. The biggest impact it's had on us is, is a key part of our marketing strategy is hosting events. We're very proactive when it comes to hosting dining events and demonstrations and, and private events. All our studios are equipped and, and, and have the facility to actually invite a lot of guests by small intimate parties or, or whether it be a larger events that we host. But unfortunately over the past year and a half as, as everyone knows that's not really been able to happen. Um, so I really look forward to, to, to inviting clients back into the studios and starting to host some, some key events. And when are you thinking about doing that? It, it's all to do with restrictions obviously once, once numbers are, are at a level that we feel we can then invite people in, in safely in numbers then, then we'll do that. I mean, we did during during lockdown. We were quite creative, and we we hosted numerous events online with virtual events, if we want to call it, with with again professional chefs and and, and trying to and did engage with the clients, um, and it worked well. The feedback was great, but nothing better than just to have a a nice face to face and welcome people back into the studios. Yeah, so look, let's move on to what happens next for you. You've obviously got some plans. You talked about bathrooms there. Fill me in on what, on what you've got coming up. So we have just kitted out our first bathroom studio, part of our concession uh, through in Sterling in Tillicutri. We have taken a, I think it's a couple of thousand square feet of studio space and, and introduced bathrooms to, to our offering. That is now going really, really well. Again, we haven't actually... Um, launched it officially. We've soft opened the studio, but again, because of the network of clients that we have and because of the communication that we've got going internally, we have we have a lot of queries and, and a lot of sales actually through that we're, that we're already working with. Our head office has been refurbished to introduce bedrooms to our co- uh, collection, and we also have other home interiors, including kind of walk-in walk-in wardrobes, fitted offices that are all currently being installed into into Broxburn Studio. So look, you're the brand director here. How the hell are you getting around that? Because you're called Kitchens International. So are, are you Bathrooms International? Yeah, is what we've, we've used as a vehicle. And it's something that, that again, people refer to us endearingly as, as kind of KI. It's, I think it's how you refer to us as well. Um, so KI is actually now the, now the, the, the brand that we'll move forward with. And, and with KI um, Bathrooms, we've got KI Fitted Interiors. I'm now part of the brand moving forward. What's your sort of growth plans with that? Can you see a point where KI bathrooms are their own standalone showrooms? Uh, what's the idea of where you can get to with that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we've, we've not done as yet, just with obviously the acquisition just simply going through in the last, the last week, is really to sit down and, and have a proper strategic board meeting. 
from a KI perspective, I think I shared earlier, so the, the board of KI doesn't change, the management, the team doesn't change. It's just it's adding people to our, people to staffing level rather than actually changing it at all. But from a strategic perspective, we need to be sitting down with the, the key strategic directors in the GDS group and looking at a, an expansion strategy and, and then making decisions accordingly. And what's your, I mean, this is the difficult one to answer, right? What's your predictions for what might happen in the market in the next sort of year or so? Where, where do you think it's going to go? There's a lot of demand at the moment, but clearly when everything unlocks, everyone's going to try and get on a plane. What, what's your view on where it's going to go? I still think it'll be positive. I, I think it will I think it will slow down a, a, a sector. A, part of it, I think there is a, a little bit of a, a frenzy to improve homes right now. But I actually do think that the, the, the marketplace over the next couple of years is very positive. Consumer-led, obviously, in our instance, but also with the, the building sector. I do think there's a, a strong requirement or a strong desire for builders to put in quality products and, and, and prepare to invest a little bit more to, to achieve that. Well, yeah, it's going to be so interesting, isn't it, to see what happens next. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think, weirdly, the fact that the lockdown has been extended into summer will really be the death knell for, for a lot of summer holidays which is obviously dreadful for that industry uh, and I've said on this podcast many times I think you know in a year a year and a half's time I think this industry will really realize how lucky it's been to dodge a very big bullet given everything that's happened. I would agree completely completely agree with that. Well, look, Paul, thank you so much for your time. It's always such an interesting company, KI, to see what you're doing. And, of course, this is massive news for you. So congratulations to you personally. You've got it to this point where, you know, it's paid out for you. But I'm sure your, your influence will still be there. It's a big move. So, look, good luck with it all. Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, and we'll catch up again soon. That was Paul O'Brien from Kitchens International. Huge thanks to him. And there were some real nuggets in there, I think, about the importance of brand and culture and people. And all of those can apply to any business of any size. And I also think it's interesting that there may be a Kitchens International near you very soon. Don't forget to book your seats and tables for the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2021 before it's too late. It's at Liverpool Cathedral on September the 15th. So go to kbbreview.com forward slash awards for all the details. See you next time.